so confused as to why I brought a toothpaste on the <laughs> like something she uses things and it's just like well, there's a few wires there's a few there's a few wires missing really confused as to why she done that the red wire's actually in the blue hole and the blue wire's in the red hole <laughs> baby there's no hole <laughs> no there is no hole but also any hole is a goal <laughs> Double D's, welcome back to the Dolls Discuss. I'm Lourdes. And I'm Talia. If you would like to support our podcast, then give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. And if you'd like to leave a review, a written review. Then we would appreciate that. I haven't read any of it. Actually, I actually did read. There was one that was left quite recently because sometimes I peep through and see what the girlies are saying. I read one and it was actually really cute. I'll read it out right, because it was it. actually really, really cute. We're smoking weed tonight. Yeah, because... We're on like chill vibes. Really tonight. chill vibes, but also I'm entering a new era. Um, I'm going to come around maybe March time. I'm going to reenact that news article that said... Beyonce stands by Lady Gaga as she smokes nine, nine, blo- joints. <laughs> nine joints in front of her, one after the other. That's going to be me in front of Dahlia. <laughs> yeah, we'll both be Lady no, Gaga. No, literally. But I have been dabbling with, how would you say it? The green stuff, the devil's lettuce. The Grinch's finger. The weed. <laughs> um, and it's kind of chill vibes. It's kind of nice. But... <laughs> <coughs> oh my god, it's hurting my throat. This one was left. Stunning, talented people providing laughs, deep thoughts and insight into their real lives. Brilliant. I have never written a review on anything before, but I specifically wanted to write this one to hopefully boost the gals on the algorithm. Clocked. <laughs> and get them the audience they deserve. Also, Talia's boiler room was cunt. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely. Roots. There was another one as well that is. <laughs> I get so lost in laughter and thought during these episodes. It genuinely saddens me when I hear Talia say to Lourdes, right, shall we wrap up? <laughs> oh, that's cute. And then somebody's just wrote, love, love, love. <laughs> oh, really they're really cute. They're really sweet. Thanks for leaving ones if you've left one. I feel like we need to come up with ways to like make this our job. Yeah. So that we can like give back. To the D- the double D's. But... Maybe we should make, like, a Patreon. Oh, there she goes. Smoking. <laughs> 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 Juicy bite. Cheeky bites. Right, so me and Lou were lying in bed last night stoned. Oh, that's dank. No, that's dank. <laughs> and... Uh, I was so hungry and I didn't have any food in and it was too late for me to... It was too late to go, like, food shopping or anything Yeah, it was, like, 10 o'clock. And so I ordered takeout and the only place... Well, one of the only places that's what, that was open was this place on... Is it Dumbarton Road? What's, what's No, it? Woodlands Road, is it not? N- no. Opposite Strathagan. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? 
I think so, maybe. I don't know. Gibson Street. You wanna <laughs> fuck me right, right now? now. <laughs> um, and it was called Cheeky Bites, and we just kept saying it until it became. Cheek- that was really, really funny. Cheeky Bites, and we were laughing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's the story on Cheeky yeah, Bites. That was really funny, and actually, it was kind of delicious as well. So sissy is laughing. <laughs> Sissy is laughing. We also watched that movie Shame with Michael Fassbender because he gets his big massive cock out and you know we love a dick. <laughs> but honestly, I had no fucking clue what was going on in the whole movie. Like if anyone's seen that and I would be able to do like a 10 second wrap up of what the movie plot actually is, then, then I would be more than happy to listen, but other than that, I had no fucking clue. Yeah, what well, was... I mean, he was just like naked and having sex with yeah, everyone. Like honestly, like and <laughs> Talia turned around. We had been silent for like fifteen minutes. Then Talia turned around and just went ran through. And I was like, "Well, well yes." yes. <laughs> no, Jeez. it was. It was very much. As if we moved to Berlin vibes. <laughs> like, I've already done that, and I didn't have any sex. Like, any. <laughs> but then, that was pretty chill last night, and then today, what have you been up to? We've been having, like, such cute chill moments. Yeah, we actually have, like, the chillest of vibes, because yeah. I feel like it's been a crazy party girl summer, and now it's chill, snuggle bug, it's not... Snuggle bug winter. Snuggle bug winter. And, like, that's... Snugglebug winter is like the perfect time to get into weeds. No, exactly. Because, you know, once it's sparked, it keeps you warm. (laughs) Who says that? If it ain't green, I ain't interested, mama. Oh, (laughs) Um, Um, What was I doing today? I had a studio session today with Bems. Fun. Which was fun. I like... So my room was so... I don't know. I feel like I've been in this era of life where I'm being really lazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know whether that's, like, an era or just me. But I've definitely been feeling really horizontal. Mm-hmm. And obviously you saw the state of my room last night. And I was like, right, I'll get up in the morning and tidy it. And I actually had to do that. And I was honestly on the verge of tears. Sometimes it honestly adds too much in it, though. Like, my room, usually I'm quite good with my room. But the past few weeks, it's just been like, you put one thing down and then suddenly there's a pile. And I've just not been able to fucking bring myself the motivation And we also, to tidy like, it. we have quite big rooms. Yeah. And so we managed to scatter shit just all everywhere. over them. And, like... It's actually really true. Maybe this is just me, but I feel like bigger rooms get messy so much quicker. Yeah, because you feel like there's more room to fling shit about. Yeah, but I- then... So the small rooms. Yeah, small rooms. It's like you put a fucking pair of pants on the ground and it's and messy. it's honestly a bombsite. No, literally. But, yeah, no, that's cute vibes. The room is looking very tucked and very tidy. Is it? Yeah. Thanks. We need a new hoover. I know, like, majorly. If anyone has the hoover that they're willing to donate... <laughs> please, please, because we have just been on 
a constant rotation of, of really l- shat of Hoover. Lourdes' his parents' his old Hoovers. And they've all been shat. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, how the fuck have we ran through about No, like, four? speaking of ran through, <laughs> we're ran through with all the fucking Hoovers. Hoover. Like, the, the Laura across the road, my neighbour... My friend, who's my neighbour across the road, shout out Laura. But I don't know why that's... (laughs) The woman from across the street looking out the window (laughs) down the lane. (laughs) But um, Laura listens to this, though. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. But there was one point when I was fucking texting her and went over and got her Hoover. (laughs) And it was so funny because I got it the morning just before we went to Jupiter. Or I gave it back. The morning that we went to Jupiter and I went out and those fucking colourful wellies, that pink piece of fabric that was literally see-through and the booty shorts. <laughs> there was literally a family getting in their car and ha- I'm handing Laura back this big massive green and purple hoover. <laughs> literally in the bar. <laughs> like the Joker, <laughs> genuinely. We honestly didn't give a, that hoover back it was for honest, No, it was years. literally, I'm like that, I'll give you it back later tonight. Five, five weeks years. later <laughs> She's Jeez. like So about tonight <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely But What else have I done I watched I watched Enola Holmes Was that two. good Have yeah, you seen the I, first one I, Yeah Yeah I kind of love films like that Oh is that a film I thought it was a TV show No no It's like a film I just There's something about Millie Bobby Brown I'm just like I love like a Kind of Comical adventure story. No, comical like <laughs> mystery detective adventure story. Like one of my, I feel like everyone can probably hear me eating on this, so I'm gonna not eat this banana. But one of my favorite films when I was a kid was the Tin Tin one. Oh yeah, what the animated one? That yeah. was really can that was. Why do we describe things as can? I know, like my mum was giving me any trouble no. when I was back at home today because I asked her if she'd seen my latest Instagram post and she was like, yeah, the pictures were nice but I wasn't too keen on the caption and the use of the C word and I was like, but honey, it was cunt. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Enola Holmes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's like a... It's a fun film to kind of like... I mean, like, it's not exactly like the most intellectual intellectual yeah. of watches but yeah it filled the hall and I made a curry slay slay vibes how was your Maddie's been really fucking busy as always so I had to request today off work because if you didn't know I'm a Monday Friday girly now <laughs> um, so I had to request today off work because I actually had my year check up for at your GP for my hormones which is so funny that it's happened today because you're about to see that that might be what the episode is about. <laughs> but yeah, so my, your GP are hashtag really S-H-I-T. Shit. I don't want to say it. I don't want anything like to say the full word in case it makes its way back to them. And then as they're a, like that, as, you're barred. <laughs> as but they're really, really fucking shit. And you pay all this money and like they're just really shit, to be honest. And I had already told them that next time that I'm coming through, I want like an afternoon moment because when it's before nine o'clock in the morning, it's fucking peak time. So then you're paying £30 for a train ticket (laughs) on top of £3,000 million. (laughs) But but, um, 
they were they were like, sorry, we've only got nine o'clock, so I had to wake up at fucking ten to six because it takes me ages to get out of bed right now and get the 28 train to be there for nine o'clock. I was like, are you fucking kidding on? on? She's like, how's life? I'm like, yeah, it's Blink. good. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> harrowing, actually. <laughs> um, no, the first thing I went in, I said when I went in was I was like, I've got dead here. <laughs> She's like, fuck off. <laughs> Literally fuck off. Um, but no, it all went good. The doctor's actually really lovely, bless her. And then I got dragged right in the fucking... Right arse cheek with my tea blocker. Is that a booty hole? <laughs> <laughs> Jagged and the fucking arse cheek. She was like, what does that tattoo say? And I was like, oh, that's a breeze too. She was like, she was like, I can't take you. It's nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, it's not coming for my tattoos like that. I can't take you. It's nine o'clock. And now. Oh, just lords being lured. I know. <laughs> Just girls being girls, honey. <laughs> oh, that's typical words, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was fine. And then I was going to have a wee day t- to myself in Edinburgh. But of course, the minute I stepped to the fucking doctor's pishnarine, <laughs> I was like, okay. as if the vibes in Edinburgh weren't bad enough, <laughs> you want me to walk around. And first of all, barely no clothes, even though it's the middle of winter. And also the passion rain. I was like, that, that's too much task for. So I'm just going to get the train home. So got the train home. Got the train home. Then I got went into town. Then I was like, do you know what I'll do? I'll hit up some of the charity shops in town to fill this charity shop hole that Edinburgh did not fill. So then I did that. And then I had planned to go back home to see my parents in Bayliston today anyway and then I was already halfway down towards High Street and I was like why don't I just walk to Belgrove Station and I'll do all the Duke Street Chaza shops as well but then I ended up just walking back to Bailston. What the fuck? Like how, f- how long's that walk? Like maybe just I was going really slow today because I had fucking testosterone blocker actually blasting through my right <laughs> arse cheek right now. I'm like whoa she's blacking her. <laughs> but so I was a little slow. So I just said maybe just like one hour and 40. Oh my God. But you know, I mean, like me like, with a tune, I'm like pumping that pavement, pavement, honey. <laughs> like, like the pavement is being pumped. <laughs> and also I just seem, in my, I, like, I don't know. I'm just becoming more aware or like I'm looking for it more. But honestly, see the amount of people that would, were driving by and then nearly breaking their necks to look back at me. I was like, yes, I have red hair. <laughs> Why would you mean what? Like in like a... And 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 like, like, like a, a shocked, surprised. That's a tranny. Really? Also, what is that kind of way? You know? Really? Yeah. I thought it'd be more like an ad. Is that Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be more like an admiration kind of moment because you just you look good. <laughs> well, you, you girls look, look good. <laughs> you girls look good. Um, but who knows? But. As I've said multiple times, I love attention, no matter what way it comes. So, so then, got home, my mum made roast chicken, and you best believe my vegan ass went in on that. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. then I just came back, and that ended up taking, like, the whole day. So I honestly w- left the house this morning at, like, ten past seven, and then got back at, like, genuinely ten past seven. <laughs> Do you think that 
What do you think the health benefits of being vegetarian actually are? Um, I know that... Um, obviously with dairy, there's, well, like, you're not... Obvious. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But in terms of meat... Red meat's quite bad for you. I'm sure, and I've this, I could honestly have made this up, but I swear I think it's to do with how your body breaks down. Like, the protein in meat, it's... Like, the body doesn't do that easily, which is why, like, after you've had, like, hundreds of meat or, like, if you've ate a steak, you get, like, the meat sweats and then, like, you're bloated and fucking, like, lethargic for ages because your body's not meant to actually be breaking That's that down. Really bad. But that could also be a crock of shit. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. Well, yes. So someone correct me, but sh I'm sure that's what it's to do. And obviously, if you're just eating a bit of fucking iceberg lettuce, it's just strip shit. Shooting straight through. They didn't come out the other side. I don't remember eating gourd. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, our episode today is actually <laughs> on, on red hair <laughs> and red meat. No, it's on um, hormones. It's on hormones. A thousand Horm moaning whores, hormones, H monies, antibiotics, antihistamines. Feminems. The Notorious HRT. <laughs> what was the other one? Mammary Mints. <laughs> <laughs> Tranny Tabs. Uh -huh. H-Monies, that's what I call Skit them. Titty Skittles. Titty Skittles. The Bimbo Pills. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But yes, there's a, there's a few, how you say, euphemisms <laughs> for that good old girly estrogen. Well... We can also talk about... Yeah, but I was just about to say, obviously we're all going to have to be coming at this from a side of, like, estrogen because we're not... We're trying to black the tea. <laughs> but obviously, like, I feel like what we might say, if anything of it is actually... <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, what's that word? Substance. No, yes. <laughs> well, not the word I was looking for, but yeah. If there's anything to actually take away from this. I'm sure there will be. I'm just going to start saying nouns, verbs, adjectives, people, places, things. Well, yes. I can't stop saying well, yes. No, I know it's actually like a sickness at this point. Not, uh, well, yes. Like, what the But hell? it's just because it applies to everything. And also, like, what the fuck is the new phrase next week? Next no, I know. I know, I know, I know. Like, it's crazy. Like, our vocabulary is so flexible. And, like, so of the minute. Because we were talking about this the other day of how, like... You're obsessed, like, as a group of, like, friends or, like, friend, whatever, you get obsessed with something for ages and, it like, it's so prevalent in that moment in mm. time and then something else comes around and, like, what used to be hilarious soon gets forgotten. Yeah. And it's like, I wish I had always kept, like, a diary or a book so that you could actually just whip to a page and be like, well, remember uh, that? Well, yes. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, but also, I, like, if... It was the diary was out when we were speaking. The pages would be filled, <laughs> filled within five minutes with information of languages and yeah, completely hilarious things, hilarical things, hilarical, 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 hilarical. We spend so much time on Twitter. Yeah, it just becomes like yeah. What is because like I feel like. It was spit that originally started saying, well, yeah. Yeah, no, it was because it was in. 
was it when we went to... Well, it wasn't when we went to Leeds, it would have been before that, but I feel like it was the three of us together. And Spit said it, and it was, like, hilarious. Mm. But that's because the video on Twitter started yeah. getting big. Oh, is it? Tokyo Tony. <laughs> well, yeah. So, are you saying that if a straight man gets fellatio from a dude, he's gay? Well, yes! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so funny. Okay, everyone, so hormones. Yeah, so we're going to be talking hormones about... Are? Hormones are the chemical... Would you say chemical? No. Um, your no. body's chemical messengers. Body's chemical messengers that make up what society then calls sex. Well, yes. A <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different things. They affect your growth and development. So I guess. I, but I was more talking like this as. I what? don't actually know what like, I was going to say that. We should get, get, we're going to give a brief overview of what hormones yeah. are, just in case anyone listening might not know what they are. And also, I mean, I hope that the people listening will know what hormones are. But I guess, because hormones have two different like meanings, in the sense that like, in like a trans community yeah. context... There is, we are talking about like very a spe- very specific set of hormones that affect very specific parts of our body. So, like we just had a really random technical difficulty where Talia was talking and then it just became this like black flat line. And it just, the mic just started repeating. We just listened to it back, before. and it was like, "Body, body, 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 body." Body, 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 Her, her, her. <laughs> she. But what was I saying? Yeah. So, um, I guess depending on your identity, you will think about hormones in different ways. I think the people that think about hormones less, or oh, actually, no, that's interesting because perhaps. Straight men are the ones that think about straight cis men are the ones that think about hormones the most because of the their like rampant obsession with testosterone and the way the way that it like affects their body and like incels and stuff. Yeah, but I guess for different people, hormones means mean different. Yeah, and so, but I feel like the more gen the most general like. Meaning, I feel like, could be given with the attachment of, see, going through, like, high school, PSE, and it's, like, when you're getting taught puberty, like, the word hormones is flung around so much there that then that becomes your attachment to... And basically, what then hormones mean to you is, like, becoming an asshole. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually not just what they do. I know. Because they affect your metabolism. I mean, that's off my phone. Sexual function. Well, yes. Reproduction, <laughs> that's kind of... And your mood. But... So I that th- was reproduction, growth, <laughs> mood, <laughs> sexual function, and... What was the other one? Growth and development. Metabolism. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Metabolism. Um... Well, I guess we have had the 
the pleasures. The pleasures of experiencing both puberties. And so, Although, yeah. And so I guess we can... I was going to say in some ways more than others, but then I realised, no, my voice actually did break. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I've been left with. <laughs> How did you find your first... My puberty that was fueled by testosterone? Yes. Um, honestly, I feel like I was really fine. Like, and then that also... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I feel like I wasn't, I've always, my mum always says that I was like a good child. I was like, just always doing my own little thing, which was always fucking really gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, was just pure not that moody and all that. And then during my teenagers, I also just really wasn't that moody at all. Like, I, obviously everyone goes through like swings of like, having like a mood swing, but I feel like I managed pretty well, to be honest. Well, I guess it's like, when you don't get taught about something that much. Like, I found out so much about hormones when I started transitioning mm-hmm. rather than when I was actually going through the more, I guess, naturalistic experience of my body and that, like, obviously I was just going through the puberty that I would have gone through in life. Mm-hmm. But I per- perhaps that is because... Perhaps I wanted to learn more because this was something that I was a lot more invested in. And, like, yeah, actively choosing, I guess. And, like, also it becomes a thing where you... The attachment that is quickly made when you come out as trans to hormones, again, maybe from my experience, because I can't speak for people who choose not to medically transition, Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like the quick attachment that hormone like my transness to hormones had was a positive and a negative one because it obviously gives you this excitement and this intrigue and like as you probably did go and research like everything but then it also is like as we'll probably talk about later on when you attach like the hormones to the transition when things don't necessarily happen as fast as you expected them to or anticipated yeah then it feels like because this was the thing that was meant to like push yeah it's it's not working in the way that you wanted it to i'd say you began to get a little crazy (laughs) (laughs) well yes um Sorry, just another technical difficulty like, there. Why are we having so much technical I think it's because we've had, I know, it's because we've had two puffs of the joint, and that's us. But, yeah, I think that... I mean, but, of course, it's, like, it's hard not to get... Sorry. <laughs> it's hard not to get, like, attached to the process of a hormonal transition yeah. when it's kind of, like force fed into you that like this is like as they signify which, of trans which you can obviously which you can obviously understand because it's kind of like you're experiencing a whole different area of life uh-huh but i know that i underestimated but also overestimated the amount that hormones would do in the context of like me just becoming myself and yeah. stuff like that. And I think 
Also, a lot of people don't realise how much hormones don't do. You'd be surprised how many people think that, like, your voice changes No, literally, honestly, I can remember actually someone, I'm not going to name names because... Is it someone we know? Yeah, someone, someone, hopefully they don't listen and also don't get offended but it's actually not fun like it's not like an offensive moment i remember being in the smoking area talking to another trans girl who was just beginning hormones and or had just begun was quite recent into the hormonal journey and then was like yeah i can already like hear the like changes in my voice and i was like miss mama <laughs> miss mama Who can't tell her? i was like I, I i got a little i got a little something to tell you <laughs> You stuck with that voice for life. <laughs> and that's how I actually sounded. <laughs> but yeah, but again, it's like, even like misinformation and like expectations of what's going to happen can come from people who actually are undergoing HRT <laughs> as well. Because yeah. it is like, because like, see when you aren't 100% taught in school, this is what the hormones do. You're just like, oh, by the way, hormones are raging through your body right now. So you're going to, have all these physical changes and then less like, oh, you'll begin beginning to get boners, you'll get fucking tits, you'll do this and that. Like, people are like, okay, so that's, like, it controls all the aspects like yeah, that. Yeah. But no, honey. And puberty is such a, like, individualistic thing. Yeah. That, like, I, I feel like in terms of, like, my first puberty, like, yes, I guess there was an element of, like, I became a little bit more rugged, but it wasn't as, like, totalitarian as some yeah, other male puberties. Yeah, that's, and that's, so this has always been my, like, point of wonder, questioning, curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know how when you see the dolls... And it's like, okay, of course you would be trans because they're so already fit, like fish, honey. Uh-huh. I feel like, like there has to be maybe some correlation to the fact that like when my, my I've got word from it, and my first puberty, I didn't necessarily go through all the changes that are preceded to come with testosterone it's mm-hmm. like I've honestly never really ever grew a beard and if I don't thanks to Liz at Ministry of Laser Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Liz if you're a doll and you're listening to this looking for laser hair go to, go to Ministry of Laser Liz is so fucking nice the prices are actually really really good you really can pay good. each session and like she's lasered the fuck out of me and Talia and we look cunt <laughs> <laughs> but um, Actual blasted. No, like we are currently <laughs> undergoing. How do you call it? The Hollywood. The Hollywood. <laughs> and honey, Hollywood is bald. <laughs> so every six weeks, I do fly on down Sucky Hall Street, Buchanan Street, fly up to 2.2, <laughs> lie my naked ass on that fucking laser table and get the actual girly wand and girly eggs blasted <laughs> with a fucking laser. And yes, it's the most painful thing I've ever done in my fucking life. But it's worth it. As she talked, she's well, like yeah. a fucking freshly varnished hardwood floor. <laughs> you have literally, <laughs> literally like that. But, but yes. R- 
A backtrack, backtrack. That was just a wee shout out to Liz. Liz. Um, like, it's just chill vibes. We're just flowing. Oh, yeah, We're just we cool. Just yeah, <laughs> like, flow, they never clyde, but dirtier. <laughs> more dead bodies <laughs> inside. Smells more. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Like, there was points... I never grew any, like, chest hair or anything. Yeah, so then, when you look at things like that, it's like... I can't help but wonder if there's a few of those E's flying around me. <laughs> you know? Just a few. Because, like... There are some ones you're like, you're literally trans. You know <laughs> you, what I mean? You are... You're a doll. You're, you're a sissy. Yeah, I was sissy that walk. But even like, even sissy is like laughing. before, I oh know the sissy is <laughs> laughing. Even before, like beginning HRT as well, like my, the way my body was shaped was really curvaceous. <laughs> no, but like, I didn't necessarily have like, do you know how it's meant, like men are meant to be like a wee bit more rectangle shaped? Mm. I had a little bit of hip and a little bit of swerve <laughs> and a little bit of thwerve. <laughs> but like I wasn't like a car. No, I, no, I was full womana. Um, and then you also can't help but wonder, am I just a freak? <laughs> or does that mean I'm trans? <laughs> Just a freak. <laughs> no, we're gonna go with freak. But tonight, Matthew, I'm gonna be a freak. I'm gonna be questioning my gender. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There's like, yeah. And then I can't help but be like, okay, so does that mean, as like after there's an imbalance in hormones, naturally, does that mean that you would be more likely to? come out as trans at some point in your life right, or okay, gender yeah. non-conforming. Yeah, that's true. I feel like... What do I feel like? Well, from personal... Chill. <laughs> from personal experience, I think my body reacted with the hormones well. I still don't take a high amount of, hor- I, of estrogen. Oh. I literally take like four milligrams. Oh, really? And like I'm on 18 and it's still not working. <laughs> Notice, <laughs> and that's not a lot. That's not. Um, and but like, you're like, I imagine you were taking fucking sex, bitch. What the fuck? What you'd have massive, massive, massive <laughs> tits that already fucking massive. <laughs> but yeah, and then even on like that, like even broaden it a wee bit more. It's insane to think like how some bodies react to HRT and, like, hormone replacement. Mm. Uh, HRT and, like, hormone replacement therapy. <laughs> the same, same thing. thing. But, like, how people <laughs> react differently to that. Yeah. And I think there's this... Mine's is actually kind of making me more manly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the hormones. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, only I would take estrogen and become more, more man. No, literally. <laughs> My voice has actually gotten deeper. <laughs> but there is, like, this um, prevalent notion, I think, within, like, society's brain in general. That looks really quiet. No, um, it's fine. Look. That... Testosterone is like the bad hormone and estrogen is like the good hormone. It's Which like, I it's do like... understand because it's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> because when you think, I feel like there must have been studies done linked to the way that testosterone affects your body and 
quite often I feel like testosterone is the angry one because when testosterone is raging through your body, this seems to be the people that have the most amount of like anger sparks or like anger yeah. management. And it's like, you know how like teenage boys during puberty, it's just like they're always violent. Well, I do wonder if that's maybe more to do with the fact that men are not kind of taught yeah. or allowed to be emotional or allowed to express their emotions in a healthy context. And so when they are going through puberty and obviously the hormones are affecting their mood to some degree mm-hmm. because they they don't have a real kind of like outlet for that that's what kind of causes the post yeah. manic angry teenage boy kind of syndrome because i know that when i was going through my transition i was becoming a lot a lot more emotional. It was a really interesting thing because I had finally entered into this space where I could be emotional Mm -hmm. and that was, like, something that is allowed and I'm allowed to, like, share that rather than suppress it. And so whilst I was, like, fucking crazy, Uh I knew that being fucking crazy was okay. Yeah. So the way that I reacted to things or different situations or whatever was f- filled with emotion. Yeah. But I had more of a an understanding of it. Yeah. Rather than feeling like it was it's this big like it's this big thing that just needs to be like ignored or suppressed. Yeah, and almost like that sort of thing of there being a level of shame that comes with having a reaction to hormones. Like, even... Like, you know how in the way that, like... See if you're, like, going through a teenage boy... Or teenage testosterone puberty. It's like you're almost shamed for having outbursts of, like, being reactive to the hormones. And I also feel like now, when you flip it and, like, HRT... And reverse it. <laughs> I actually forgot the other art. The words. <laughs> um, but. So there's a level of shame attached to. Like not being able to control your hormones. But. <clears throat> I feel like also with HRT. There is a level of shame that like. See if. I was ha- like feeling like. I honestly have no idea what I'm saying. I know what I'm trying to say. But. I'm actually too chill. I just thought of a point. (laughs) Right, you're serious. I feel like puberty is something that men both desire so deeply, but are completely terrified of at the same time. Because whilst there is something really wonderful about growing into the person that you're going to be for the rest of your life it also means that there is a specific kind of set of developments that are going to happen in your life that will probably give you a lot of anxiety it's like okay you go through through puberty that means that oh my god you're probably going to be having sex and like even the notion of having sex is like a really like scary thing you're also going to get really spotty and that's going to make you feel like really really insecure Uh 
like for some men you might start to become bald 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 headed queen um and there's just like so much but then on the flip side of it it's like right okay you become more muscular yeah. and like you're going to become like hotter to some degree and i think that and like a growth spark you're going to become tall, tall or like 5 foot 6 if you're a short king um and all these things that we are meant to look forward to and like are uh, what's it like preteen years yeah they come around you're like fuck this is really terrifying yeah i found my whole experience of puberty really terrifying because i thought i knew that there's like there's a degree of growing up to do and I just, I just didn't know how I was going to yeah. like, face it all. Yeah. Because, and, and, <laughs> and then on the flip side of that, going through a femme puberty or an estrogen-fueled second puberty, you, I become so much more aware of, like, my place in society changing and the objectifying and kind of like the diminishing of my own thoughts and feelings yeah. and it's 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 a really strange experience it is and like it's I'm not saying that like it's a good or a bad experience it's just I think it's always amplified as well when you begin if you uh, do begin hrt the like realization that going through puberty is like an actually really isolating and scary process but it wasn't always easy to clock on to that because at high school you, everyone, everyone is doing, doing it, it. whereas Unless you were on like HRT or that, you're basically going through that really awkward, not knowing what changes it could make to your body. And then you're doing that as an adult going yeah. about the world. No, it's actually the most, it's the craziest thing. And also you feel so alone because I guess everyone has already created the sense of yourself and you've spent so long curating like your own sense of individualism and then suddenly you realize okay i'm trans yeah and then suddenly you need to renegotiate that and shift it to the point where i guess you're presenting as the other gender or whatever gender that you're presenting as and then suddenly it's like right i need to find like my fashion sense again yeah. i need to find like my sense of individualism and whilst also because as well, like, I feel like so many things are tied into that because, like, you also are saying goodbye to, like, a part of you before, like, HRT, but then you're also trying to figure out, like, what parts weren't, like, made falsely and for, like, the false identity and yeah. what parts you actually want to, like, bring forward. And, like, if that was to protect yourself whilst you were not being, like, able to be yourself. Yeah. Which is just like, and again, I feel like it would obviously affect people more differently depending on what age they begin the HRT journey. I know I can only speak from my experience, but like, I've obviously, I obviously started hormones when I was 22. 
And that's already like a sort of awkward time, especially when like you don't live at home and you're like hanging around and going out a lot more and feeling the pressure to like be hot and be like cool Mm. and be like also queer. And then you're beginning to like present your new identity, which for some people is a complete like 180 degree twist. But for me, it was like, like that was already there (laughs) but even then so it's like you begin to realize you've got clothes and your wardrobe that like no longer fit your fantasy and then Mm. it's like that whole process fantasy is really fucking weird (laughs) and ugly but yeah and then it's like you're doing all that whilst literally trying to maintain a social life and be an adult and like in cases like have a job Mm. like it's weird and then it's like you become so like obviously I feel like so much emphasis is like put on like the breast development if you are starting HRT and going down the estrogen route but then it's like see when you do begin to get like a bit of an enlarged areola or like a bit of like like a speed bump a boobage Mm -hmm you become really embarrassed by it because then it's almost like... It's not there, yeah. Yeah, and then it's almost yeah. like you're, like, 22 years old and you've, like, you're trying to give this fantasy of I'm the girl and then it's <laughs> like you've got two fucking bee stings and then you feel really embarrassed but then it's also this moment where you're like, you something's feeling, happening. Yeah, 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 And then you're in the club and you're like, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at these. Don't look at me like that. He amazed me. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, as a really, really, and obviously, like, other trans people have went through this before you. Other trans people will go through it after you. And it's like, you know in yourself, it's not an, indiv- like, okay, your reaction to it is individual, but, like, it's a process that's been done before and you're not the first to do it. Yeah. But it still can't help but feel so isolated. And I think also the unspoken competition between all trans people like yeah especially within especially within the a trans sa- femme community. yeah trans femme because i feel like there can be so much impacted as well but as well when you're in a city that's as small as glasgow and then you're reducing it down to like trans femmes it's like Like, I feel like, see, when you're, if you've, like, been around, like, you know how it's just, like, with the patriarchy, it's, like, let me start that again. (laughs) What the fuck am I actually saying? (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, you know how, like, like, I feel like women are sort of, are, like, cis girls are sort of raised in a way that somewhat can, like, encourage bitchiness and, like, That kindness. I well, mean, it's 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 always that day old thing of like the competition between women for like male attention, for male attention, and for male gratification, and like the history of that, and kind of like what it have meant in the past to have like gained like a male suitor, and how yeah. that would have affected your life, and how obviously that has trickled down into further society and, like, again, plays onto this, like, very, like, kind of, like, compulsory heterosexuality, patriarchal, kind of heteronormative mindset of, like, if I have a partner of the opposite gender, then 
I'm sorted. Yeah, yeah, completely. And then that is obviously within like trans femme people, you become very aware of like, if you are attracted to men, you become very aware of like, you're basically like, you're you're all gonna be fighting over yeah, the same literally men, because they, yeah because but not they, like okay people can be like not everyone's a trans amateurs yeah um bitch we know like we've had his <laughs> Glasgow is in a drought of trans amateurs people Man. so and, also, and like I'm sorry I'm going to call it out as well uh, it's in a drought of trans amorous people but I'll tell you what it's not in a drought of you fag fishers and that means faggot fishers because some of you are catfishing as fucking faggots you're going out with your painted nails <laughs> faggot <laughs> it's like why are you a cis man okay slay your breaking gender rules with painting your nails but also why are you as a cis man with painted nails not shagging trans girls <laughs> well yes like get your you got your priorities fucked up. Why they got your wife on VH1 when that bitch can't, bitch can't read? read. Take your nail polish read. off, cut your mullet, and go and like work in a mine or something. <laughs> I'm sick of you, fag fishers. But we'd be sitting there with our rods. No, literally. <laughs> and the bones. <laughs> hey do was. Cheeky bites. <laughs> no, like we're having cheeky, cheeky bites. bites. But yeah, it's just like and Again, it just comes down to each and every individual's, like, perception of their self and perception of, like, people around them. There really shouldn't be a competition, but then you also... Or, like, feel like you're in competition, but then you also can't help but expect it but from th- some people. I think there's also, like... And I'm not saying that every single trans person has to be your friend, because it doesn't work like that. But I think there should be like, if we're not fighting each other's corner, who the fuck's going yeah, to do it? Yeah, it does. I, there has been times where like I've seen trans girls go after other trans girls that have heard of it, or like I've seen it, and it's just like see at the end of the day when it comes down to it, trans women are the most marginalised group in society. You can then break it down further and. Black trans women are even more marginalised, like, whatever. But it's like, if the lowest of the low begin fighting each other, it's like, what hope have we actually yeah, got? Yeah. It's like, and again, like, you don't need to be friends with everyone, but there also has to be a removal of, like, your own ego from yourself and be like, do you know what? I may not necessarily like you or be your friend, but we're actually going through the same experience mm. and... Um, but I don't. I don't think there is that. No, there isn't that, and because like people get so involved and aren't able to remove like the persons from it, mm. and it's like they're looking at it on an individual thing. Because see, at the end of the day, if we all got on, if every like if everyone got on every second of the day, life would be fucking fantastic. We don't. People piss people off. Mm. Like, that's it. You piss me off. Yeah, like, you actually really aggravate me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking chainsaw vibes. <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> and this week, this episode's actually on fighting. <laughs> We're gonna do it. But, yeah, like, it's just... Oh my life, I had to fight. What's that again? The colour purple. Oh, I shall is <laughs> <always> ugly. <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah. No, well, actually, maybe not. <laughs> How have you found? Yeah, so your let's S. so let's do a wee background of each of our hormone journeys. Oh right, okay. Okay, so you can go first because you've obviously got a longer journey. <laughs> That feels like a dick. She came from Kilmarnock. <laughs> well, no, that's I, not... How is that a dick? Hell yeah! <laughs> no, now, so now you really want to fight. <laughs> Let's that um, Well, I started hormones in July of 2019. So that'd be making me a Gemini. Which honestly seems saying 2019, I'm like one year ago. But that's actually like fucking nearly four years ago. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Wait, is that nearly four years ago? Four years in July. Oh my God, that's actually kind of crazy. So I've been taking hormones. You're like, over- I'm only 11. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking hormones for over three years. I started when I was... How old would I have been in July? 21. Turning about to turn 22 or 20. No, I would have been 20 because... Yeah, I would have been 20. Because I'm 98. No... You would have been 21. August 98. So that's 99. two. So two plus 90. Oh. Yeah. No. 20 turning 20. No. 20 turning 21. So I, I'm August 98. Uh-huh. 99. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I'm actually... So, 20... No. What? <laughs> you were actually counting for ages, and I was like, wait, what's going on? Comment below what age I was when I started talking, because I actually can't... I can't figure it out. No. Okay. Let's ask Google. <laughs> I love doing that. I'm like, what day was that? What was the date 666 days ago? (laughs) Okay, so if you were born in August 98, (laughs) what age would you be in July 2019? Yes. 21. Really? I feel like I started hormones when I was like 19. <laughs> Maybe 16. <laughs> wow. You were, yeah, but it's just before you went to Berlin, wasn't it? Yes. I'm oh, sorry, after interested in So I started, tra- so it was just before I moved to Berlin. I moved to Berlin in, se- in the September of that year. Which is kind of crazy if you think, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but oh, before that, what was your journey to actually see, like your experience of your GP Leading up to getting the, so the I wasn't I wasn't with your GP when I started. Oh, not really. Um, I didn't start seeing your GP until I got back from Berlin in the March of the following year. Oh. So that was what twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Um, kind of j- just before. I think I got some stuff sorted just before I moved back. But um, so where were you? Where did you? Gender GP. All right. Um, which are actually a really, they're kind of like notoriously known within the trans community of just like being not fucked up, but like they've had like like the original doctor that started uh, got his license taken away from him, and so his wife then took over the practice and she got her license <laughs> taken off of her. And I don't know. It was it's just- so funny you say that because when I was in the doctor's today talking about progesterone. 
And I was like, well, I know that gender GP. And she was like, oh, gender GP. And I was like, oh, where's the tea? <laughs> so I think they've just had like a lot of like problems or whatever. But yeah, I was originally with them and I got my hormones for an online pharmacy. Yeah, it's um, all online that, isn't it? Yeah, I started, I think I started on, I read, they originally put me on patches and I started going insane on the patches. And so I got, I asked for the pill um, and I started taking two milligrams, which then I think after six months went up to four. I've just always been a four. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, and then the rest is her story. <laughs> it's her story, honey. I found my, I think I've said this before in the podcast, but I never really felt comfortable probably until like last year or felt and I feel that comfortability slipping a little bit slipping away from me um the more I'm kind of like I don't know I was saying this to Calvin yesterday that I think because before because I didn't have sex for a year and a half whilst I was transitioning because I was like I'm not dealing with someone else looking at my body when I when I know it's still cooking. Yeah. So I'm not gonna like deal with that. And then I said it was after like the first lockdown or whatever. I just started slept with someone, and just like I was like, right, okay, that was like cool. That was nice. I'm gonna like ease myself back yeah. into this. Um, but I think because. For a lot of the time, I was so preoccupied with the experience of transitioning and knowing that my body was changing and stuff like that. Now that I've came to more of a standstill with it and now I'm just like living my life day to day, I'm now, I now have the energy to kind of like concentrate on perhaps the more socialised things of it and in the aspect of interacting with someone new on, in a sexual le- on a sexual level and kind of not really knowing whether I'm attractive to them or not, or I guess even just the experience of being with someone new can be quite frightening. And again, these ideas of bottom surgery and things come into play. And I'm like, and but still my prerogative is like, see if I'm getting bottom surgery to, ha- to have for like, so it's a little bit easier to have sex. That's not a reason to yeah. have bottom surgery. Like, I should not, do you know? Yeah. But you can't help but feel like those kind of... Especially when you are just getting rejection after rejection on... Like, it's honestly on a joke. Dating apps. And it's like... You can't help but feel like, right, I'm the problem. Yeah, I mean, and it's also... And then you start to investigate, right, how am I the problem? Oh, because I have a dick. Well, maybe I should get rid yeah. of the dick. Oh, no, but I don't want to get rid of the dick. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, why do I keep doing that? Like, actual mind fog? It's just weed. It's the weed. No, but anyway, um, no, I completely get that. And, like, you big like moments like that make you question your transition and, like, make you think... Well, especially with me, it's like, is there actually any point where it's like, that will no longer be a problem? Mm. 
but I'll do. I'll go over my has to do because it's a lot shorter. Go on. So I, I'm sure I've spoke about it before as well. I signed up during lockdown for your GP and the NHS. Obviously, the NHS is just a placeholder. That shit's not going to be for years. But with your GP, because of COVID and stuff, I wasn't seen for my first initial appointment until the April, and then it was a full year was it? Yeah. Not? So I was seen in so signed up in like October, the end of October twenty twenty and I was seen throughout twenty twenty one with my first hormone dosage being given to me on the ninth of December two thousand and twenty one. Like that's kinda wild. And at that point I was like going Wait, to Wait, so how is it now one year on hormones? Because no, it's like my one year checkup, but my actual one year isn't until the 9th of December. Oh, right, but okay. it's just because the timings of like the three month meetings, they actually don't really fall on three months. Right. But, um, so, yeah, so started on the 9th of December. They put me on the patch initially. And I think my first milligram dosage was 0.75. Wait, on the patch? Uh -huh, which is really small. And then, I can't remember what mine was, but, but mine was really big. Yeah, that which is kind of... Because I was like, this is, this is <laughs> doing something to me. <laughs> which actually then makes sense as to why you would have been going fucking crazy on the patches. <laughs> because in the sense that I started on the patch and when it was just the wee small ones, they were so tucked. Like, I just whacked that shit behind the panty line and like... I'm a woman, <laughs> I've got a vagina. But when my dosage was upped, it became a problem then because like the bigger the dosage, the bigger the patch. And I was like, there's going to be one point when I'm a walking human patch. Oh, right, so I remember seeing your patches. Right, do you want to know? I, and like your patches were like really small. Do you want to know the size that my patch was? It was about that. Like, that's that's definitely too much for the first one. Because, like... like that's crazy, isn't it? Like, that was... Like, gender like, GP like... has things to ask, answer for. <laughs> but, but they gave me these big old biddies. No, literally, that's that. <laughs> and mental illness. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, so started on the patch, and that was fine. And there is benefits and... There's pros and cons to each thing. I was originally put on the patch because... After I told them that at that point I was still like sober smoking, they were un they were kind of um not keen to start me straight away with the pill because obviously when you're ingesting something, your liver is processing it when it goes through your stomach. And because smoking puts an increase on your like an increased strain on your liver, um they were like, Oh, we don't want to do that in case you get like the upped chances of blood clots and stuff. I I should stop smoking. I mean, we you don't really smoke that much. Not like mm. cigarettes. Yeah, true. But um I smoke. <laughs> girl blunts. <laughs> but um yeah, so I was on the patches until maybe like I was at the nine month mark. But, but during that time, after my dosage was upped and I was given the bigger patches, I began to really struggle with them because the bigger the patch, the more likely they were to catch on things. And the patch, you put it on, you kept it on for like three and a half days and then you change it. And 
I don't know how the science works, but in that time, the patch over those three days is releasing a dosage of 0.75 or whatever milligrams that patch is. Um, I began to find, find that just because of like the lifestyle I was living, I tend to have two showers a day. Um, and just like general, just out and about, like there's no point of your body that is like stationary, static. There's nothing that's going to rub against it. So then these patches just began to fall off and the patches were also insanely more expensive than the pill to... Really? I had my first patch prescription was... £43, I think, for the first three months. And then when it was three to six months, it went up to £55. And by this point, you're given a three-month prescription because that's all... They'll only give you three months because then it means you can come back and get whatever. I had to twice get a repeat prescription because I had burned through that many patches. So that oh, was already really? adding so much more expense. So... Right when I had first came out, you had slipped me those, like, two months of Estradiol and you were like, take this, baby. And then I was honestly going to begin to take it. And I'm glad I didn't because see if I'd done that for two months, that oh, I'll be seen by the doctor soon. I was like, I got a fucking gag when it was December 2021. <laughs> I've gobbled them all up by the 14th of January. I'm like that. Okay, I'm sitting here with my tail bitties. <laughs> but... The on my sixth to nine month um prescription of the patch, I ran out and I just began to use those estradiol pills that you had given me because I wasn't booking an appointment that early and you're not going to be able to get it unless you speak to the doctor. Mm. So when I went back on my nine months, I was like, this is the tea, this is what happened. And they were totally fine with it. And as well, I had stopped smoking sober as well. So they were like, it's all good. It's all good now. So my first dosage of the pill was... No, I had started taking four milligrams when I was taking yours. So then by the time that I went back in July there, they were like, right, we're just going to up your dosage to six milligrams. Mm -hmm. And because at that point, my levels were still sitting at like the 200 mark. And, well, I had, right, and obviously they needed to get them up there. But I've went back today. And because that's me coming up to a year, that's when all the levels are sort of beginning to level out. Yeah. I'm at like 481. So I'm actually a woman now. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and the testosterone is low, honey. 0 0.9. Gay, gay, gay. Gay on, on the, the low, low, but like really low. <laughs> Cheeky bites. I, 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 I can't remember specifically what the marking is. I think it's like 0 0.7, but the like T levels in assessed women is like 0 0.7. Yeah. So if you get them lower than that... Then fish. Yo, you're a fish bitch. <laughs> your your dick fall off. <laughs> but yeah, so now it's just like I have to keep on that steady thing. Steady, like just six milligrams until I see them next six months because that's when everything sort of evens out. How, and I feel oh, sorry, what? What were you gonna say? How have you found your changes? Um I for ages I Honestly, up until I would say maybe like the sixth month mark of being on hormones, I really didn't notice anything at all. Like there was, I would say maybe like at the start, I was napping a lot, but then I was also working. Napping. <laughs> napping. 
but I was also working an insane amount of hours. So it was like, um, what when I said like you, you see the first thought. Yeah. Obviously, I like I know that I'm on HRT, but your first, my first thought was just, oh, I'm shattered because I've been out or because I'm literally working on her's not that I'm actually making changes to my body <laughs> and then it wasn't until like the six month mark that I began begun to find my emotions were definitely up in the air more which I don't really necessarily like that much because I'm someone who likes to think that they can handle their emotions so when I am feeling a certain type of way and I can't necessarily pinpoint why or I can't necessarily handle how it's making me feel in that moment it sort of stresses me out and the way that I found myself quite often I would wake up in a bad mood and just in order to combat that and the fear of like lashing out at someone I would just like be super like by myself (laughs) (laughs) um and then there was a period like three weeks ago maybe that I for like a straight week I was a raging, raging piss of depressed bitch, eating more than usual, and which is so I was eating like four loaves of bread instead of just the two, <laughs> <laughs> and then I also felt like I wanted to die and was sleeping loads, and then something clicked, and I was like, wait, what, what are, what is the online sphere? There's like guys saying about trans girlies getting like the emotional side like emotional effects of a period or what we're going to call the period, <laughs> tranny period. <laughs> but I mean, I honestly, I began, I was like, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't yeah, it? But I mean, like hormones are like, um, work on like a cycle. Yeah, the cycle. So it's like, of course. Men get But again, I, it's from when they're born till they die and it's a period of being really <laughs> fucking rude and disrespectful. And Take your nail polish off, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, that is really aimed. Who's that aimed at? It's fine. Who is it? <laughs> no, I will, I'll tell you once the mic is up. <laughs> but I, I'm also sure I actually have told you the story, so it's nice that you listen, bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like even moments like that, see... So uh, the more that I began to notice, like, the emotional changes that I was having, the more I began to feel more insecure and almost embarrassed sometimes. Like, I feel like I get really embarrassed about the fact that I am having, like, these emotional... Like, these hormones are actually affecting me emotionally because, like, there's still some part of me that has that tiny stigma still attached that, like, emotions are, like, a bad thing. So, like, if I was to come through and be like, these hormones are tearing up my ass, like, (laughs) it's, it's actually too much. There's, like, a level of shame that I would feel that I'm not able to, like, somehow fucking steady my hormones. (laughs) Tonight, Matthew, these hormones are going to be tearing up my ass. (laughs) But, and then in turn with that, I was also just getting myself in these fucking weird shit situations of, like, people putting myself in a position of people being able to, like, reject me, not give me the validation I expected. Or you deserve. Or deserve, thank you. But... 
that then became like interlinked with the point that I'm at within my transness. And it was like, oh, well, this is happening because, okay, I'm saying I'm trans, but I'm not X, Y, and Z, or I'm not this far. Mm. And so, yeah, so I feel like the last few months have been really like all over hard. the place. Hard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been some really hard parts. I'm on a good vibe for the past few days right now. And also... <clears throat> Mentioning that good vibe, I just have to give a shout out. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll have already seen it. But the a reason that I'm on the good vibe as well is we there was a Pony Boy Studio showcase launch at Bonjour on Saturday night. Pony Boy Glasgow's the salon, and we all got done. Did Reese laid everyone's hair, Envy did the makeup, Nirvana did the nails, Reese or no Dell organized it all, but. I felt like really gorgeous and stunned there. So I felt like I've been on a good vibe since that. Because I feel like there is, when you begin, when you're like going through these hormonal changes with HRT, it's hard to, I feel like I'm always looking for the negative rather than the positive. And like, there's very rarely any times where I'm like, I comfortable mean, enough to be like, oh no, I looked gorgeous there. We self-deprecate to yeah, the Yeah, we do. And I think there's obviously levels of like, <clears throat> it's like you're going to make fun of the thing that you're insecure of so that no one else does. And whilst at some points that will be true, it also is just funny to be self-deprecating yeah. sometimes. And but sometimes I get scared that like when we self-deprecate, we like manifest it into existence. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, or like we are slowly checking our brains into looking at our, like thinking yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. I know it's a hard one to... Because the jokes do be funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like, I'm obviously coming up for one year, so if anyone listening would like to buy me a gift, send me <laughs> money, maybe. Um, a voucher that I could put towards um, tits and a pussy. <laughs> maybe vocal cord surgery. <laughs> FFS. Trying to get this hairline done. Dead bitches. Everyone's like that. Maybe you should get a GoFundMe. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but... Or you could just, like, bake a cake that says, Mammary Mints, (laughs) you've made it one year, you've actually got more stinking. (laughs) Well done, okay, Lourdes, the first trans woman to actually detransition on the transition process. (laughs) Well, yes. (laughs) Like, I took that book, Detransition Baby, too literally. (laughs) The first woman... Be detransitioning on the transition (laughs) process. The first woman with child, (laughs) but it's definitely there's point there's peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs, peaks and troughs. It's not an easy one. I am obviously so glad to share this experience with so many other trans girls. Obviously, you, which you know, like like other people extended, like Shauna, Rose. All the girls. Like, I'm loving a shout-out on the episode today. Okay. Like, everyone everyone knows who they are, but... Well, yeah. Like, sharing that experience and going on our previous point of, like, trans femmes beating each... Like, coming down on each other. It's like, maybe we should take these moments to, like, actually help each other. Mm. I think also people underestimate the how nice it is to have... So many, like, trans girls close to Yeah, you. no, literally, like, because... Yeah, it's, like, one of those things, like, you... 
it's like, see, when you're, if you're, before you come out, if you're not surrounded by queer people, you don't feel comfortable and accepted. It's like, mm. see, when you find your people or you're with people of, like, you're, <laughs> where my people at? <laughs> <laughs> the but when you're with your people, you feel more comfortable when and you're, you're able. Your <laughs> when you're with your people. When you're with your peeps. I love that. <laughs> no, but literally, you begin to find more comfort and like, all that and it's like why did the trans girls not click on to that because we're all too busy trying to get dicked down by the same cunt <laughs> <laughs> it's really embarrassing yeah but also maybe we should all just get dicked down at the same time <laughs> um well ask me about my changes well we all know you've got massive tits <laughs> yeah but how have you found it um an enjoyable process yeah I'm happy with, like, what... I mean, I started hormones with the knowledge that I wasn't really interested in, like, doing anything else and kind of, like, working with the already naturally carved structure. Like, with the architecture. <laughs> with the architecture. <laughs> um, I always had, like, a pretty, like, feminine body to begin with, but I... I the thing was, I never started hormones... In this position of like feeling really shit about myself, I started my I started hormones in the sense of like. I'm not mad at what I've got. Like this is like. This is just like a body, and that's fine. But I want it to be my body. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, and then also it's that thing of like, reclaiming like what you my had time <laughs> reclaiming my time. No, what you had said before, and we've mentioned it. It's like <clears throat> you didn't want. Whilst you were okay and, like, whatever with the body that was being, like, you had, you also didn't want to grow old in that body. Yeah. Yeah. Because I actually... I have a screenshot. But um, I, I started grow Well, in terms of, like, the kind of... Nat, the things that people focus on about, like, a trans femme transition, I started to grow boobs quite quickly. Um, I'm pretty sure... I had... I had like buds mm-hmm. when I just did, like when I moved to Berlin. So that's within like two, three months. Which is crazy. Which is like really insane. But then also you were and literally then... on 15 milligram patches. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I changed to the pill by that. I was honestly on the patch for like a month. All right. Um, but you were still on two milligrams. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. And then I moved to four milligrams in six... On, like, I said that before, but on in six months. And then I'm pretty sure I came back... I came home from Berlin with A-cups. Like, that is wild. Um, maybe even a... Like, nearly a B. Um, yeah, crazy. Well, no, an, an A. An A, for sure. Um... I didn't really notice that my face, my face took a while to change, um, because I feel like I was looking at my face constantly all the time, and like when you look at something every day, you don't notice the changes. But like, if I Which look at my face, actually so wild. If I look it? at my face now, and I look at my face like way back when, I'm like, okay. The yeah, like it is actually crazy. Um, but you don't, it's weird because you don't notice those kind of things. My feet shrunk. I used to be like... A They're t- still massive. <laughs> <laughs> <I used> Hooves. <to laughs> <laughs> Hooves, bitch. I used to be like 
a nine and a half and now I'm an eight. Like that's fucking crazy. Like it is. And then also and like then what oh, what what else happened? Oh obviously your skin gets softer. I got a waist, my arse got massive. Yeah, because like but that's the thing again, like internally your body is going through like your hips begin to go through like do what happens to assess women's body where the hips begin to tilt because it's preparing to carry a child. Yeah. So like you have that and then what in turn you start to develop is that like S bend and your back, which then see that bit where your back makes your back meets the top of your buttocks. Mm-hmm. That's also meant to be like an like an unconscious part that the male eye focuses on and like deems as like really really sexually appealing right well yes <laughs> they be looking at the top of their backs like <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then my, my nose shrunk yeah my nose shrunk uh my i guess my jaw got softer um i feel like my hair started to grow it, it yeah, did you find any well. differences I mean, there's no difference because we get that shit lasered off. But, like, your body here, you know how sometimes... Because, again, I think what... The thing that I think, just quickly, that is so isolating with trans, like, our experiences of, like, going through HRT is that whilst there's, like, a universal sort of, like, guidebook, the guidebook cannot be solely applied to, like... It's not like you're going to go through X, Y, Z this time, this time, this time. Because, like, as with, like, natural puberty, people take to it differently. Yeah, exactly. Different things happen at So, like, you could be reading online, oh, HRT on estrogen, make sure leg hair grow, not not at all, but then you're still growing leg hair. And then you're like, wait, um, is this working for me? (laughs) But also, I think... When you're also like just shaving your legs a lot of the time, you aren't really gonna notice the growth that much. Yeah. Like, I guess the hormones affected the hair growth a little bit, but I wasn't really hairy apart from my legs, my pussy, uh-huh. and then I had like a bit of a mustache. Yeah, that I got lasered off. Yeah, I feel like that's the same with me. I feel like I've now noticed my arm hair now definitely grows back um, slower. Like, hair is just as fast. Eyebrows just as fast. <laughs> but I was the same. I never really ever grew that much, like, body hair, hair yeah. or facial hair, oh, to be honest. I had a bit honest. of a snail trail that I got lasered off. But, I but got, sometimes I, I think it's not even necessarily, like, like really intense hair it's just because it's dark isn't it like I feel like my like in terms of legs my legs have never ever been as hairy as like you know how like you see men's legs and you're like that's that's really really hairy hairy. like mine's were never like that right okay because I was always in there I'm your Venus (laughs) I'm your fire your desire (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm a celeb out there. 
Then no, you only say taking hormones, gain it, hong shu, hong shu. Literally. Genuinely. But then I can't help but, like, so then I wouldn't have, like, an accurate thing to be like, oh, my leg hair is now growing in this way because of HRT. It's mm. like, mine's was never, a, I definitely never grew a beard before. Um... Again, there was, like, a slight blue tinge to, like, the upper lip. But, again, that's just because it was, like, had some dark hair that is easier to spot. A slight blue tinge. Yeah, they were like, you've got a five o'clock shadow. (laughs) Why you got a five o'clock shadow at three o'clock in the morning? Literally. (laughs) Long bang, heavy powder, head down, walk fast, no spook. (laughs) Glock the spook. Um, But I definitely noticed a big change in my emotional state before I was a very emotionless person I don't remember really feeling a lot of emotion towards anything a lot of the time um and then afterwards that really shifted and now I'm like overly emotional to like with a sense of pride like I don't I'm glad that I'm able to express myself in a way that is I guess accessible for everyone to see, but also, um, it's just like how it gives how, you, it's just like I giving am. you a deeper understanding of yourself, and yeah. like it's almost allowed, like because you probably did have the emotion, emotional depth and intelligence that you do now back then, but what going through the process of like hormone repla- replacement therapy has allowed you to like not have that up in a barrier anymore and, like, understand why you feel that way. Yeah. And, like, open it up. And I think that's just because... Evident... Oh, sorry, what? But your sex drive does leave. Oh, yeah, like, it's like, I always go... I'm always coming... Like, I'm always saying to everyone, I'm a whore, I'm a whore, I'm a whore. But, like, honestly, I'm not horny ever. (laughs) Like, if I'm having sex... Like, I need to have chosen to do it because, like, yeah. otherwise, like, see, it's before, like, see, even when, like, before I started HRT, like, I would maybe masturbate sometimes three times a day. <laughs> I was, like, feral. I was, like, a dog in heat. It was, and like, the dog and also, <laughs> like, the way that orgasms have changed now since HRT is definitely is something. What? I used to orgasm really, really well. This is honestly TMI, but also, <laughs> as the dolls discuss, I used to orgasm, like, really well before. And it was something that, like, it was really intense and powerful and it was always, like, a whole body, th- like, reaction. Yeah. And now I feel like the way, even the way that, like, I would get, like, horny or aroused has changed and that like it feels like a a, slow burn yeah no it feels like there's a slow fire and like the bottom of your stomach area just at like the pubis area Mm -hmm. and it's like like a deep like gravel whereas like before it was very much like it took over your whole body like and that was that and also like the way to even orgasm now it still feels really good and all that. You need to concentrate. Do you know what? It's I, like I remember, I remember hearing, um, <laughs> I think it was on Binchtopia that someone had said this, 
but it's like a female orgasm is like a long walk in the woods. Yeah. You like find a path and then you're going on it and it's like leads to Whereas, a dead end. And I think or you find what, like another path and it like takes you out. Of and the I forest. think going off that, what I've then had to do is because see before you know how when like it was like my body was fueled by testosterone. It's like, you know... Testosterone? It's like, that's so, like, powerful reactionary that, you know, it can be, like, something that you can make last longer or it's reactionary. Yes, yes. Whereas it doesn't work. No, you think you grab it with no, both hands. And, like... Oh, but it's that way that, like, you know how sometimes it's, like, you're working for it and you can feel it working, but it's not. It's, like, 70% loaded, but you're so used to, like, being able to take it to 100% yeah. that it's, like, you almost are, like, forcing it to happen when you have to, like, allow it. Yes. Which is definitely, like, you have to get, like, you, you have to. You have sex. To and you also it. have to, like, understand it more and be, like, okay, maybe I don't do this out of habit. And also be with someone who's good at sex. Yeah, exactly. And doesn't paint their nails. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. On. Yeah, but I feel like that's actually been like it's so really, chill vibes. Yeah, so but also really like... Really This episode is going to be for the dolls, I think. It's not going to get the traction that last week's episode did so shortly, but we knew that was going to happen. How do you say it? The girlies are intrigued. (laughs) And we like to keep it that way. And you know what they say, as Chad Michaels once said, I think it was Chad Michaels, no, it was Charlie Hydes actually, said, that's we, oh no, it was Robbie Turner. Fuck me. (laughs) You bring the audience in and take them to where they want to go. And then you leave them there or something like that. It was like you entice them in with like the expectation that something's going to happen. And then you don't give them it. Whereas like people are listening to that shit thinking we're spilling like their TET. And like, we We didn't. didn't. We didn't spill that much. It was It was like comical humour. Comedic value. But we do appreciate all the um, lessons. Yeah. And also I've listened back to the episodes... Like, it was a screamer. There was funny <laughs> parts. There was, and, That's, like, despite being really, really fucking drunk, what we were saying was actually... Tea. It was also, like, yes. And this one is, like, also, yes. yes. <laughs> well, yes. yes. <laughs> we need to call the episode, well, yes. No, I've ke- I've wrote down a really good okay. title. It's something you say. Um, But, wait, I was going to say something I forgot. This is a screamer too, like... No, this has been funny. We cracked some jokes. <laughs> like, the jokies. <laughs> anyway, we love you. Love you. Love to everyone. Check out all those people, places, things, cheeky bites that we shouted out. Cheeky bites. But as always, love you, double Ds. Dubai. Dubai. <laughs>